0: She's an articulate voice for conservative values and wisdom in America. Sitting on her front porch, sharing common sense, here's Marnie. Hi, welcome back to Front Porch Sense, where we talk about common sense principles in America. My husband forwarded me an article that was talking about how socialism is really just a bunch of people who care about other people and don't want them to suffer. This author considered himself a socialist and he was saying you might be a socialist too if you don't want other people to suffer and you'd like everybody to be able to be uh, equal and and have no injustice in the world and you just can't handle any suffering or injustice. Let's take a look at this argument. First of all, suffering is timeless (laughs) and yet suffering is optional. All of us go through pain and suffering and hardships in our life is part of our life experience. And it's there so that we can grow and learn and overcome. And if you think about any heroic sports movie you watch, it's always somebody who's overcome the odds and has managed to excel, right? Well, there's nothing that keeps any American from being able to excel other than our own limited thinking. If we think in scarcity, If we think in competitive mode, like there's, you know, there's only so much to go around and if somebody got a piece, then I can't have some, then you're going to have a problem. If you're in victim mode, then you're not going to think outside the box. You're stuck in your thinking and you're wanting someone to come rescue you. But America was founded on the principle and the idea that we could rise above, that we don't have to settle for our current circumstances. Anyone who has watched immigrants come into this country and really make something of themselves, start businesses, a lot of people do. They do it every day in America because they know they can. And they have an I can mentality. Now, if you're in the group that wants free stuff and you want people to take care of you and you don't want to step outside the box, then yes, you may suffer over time. And even those of us who are... Uh, innovative and have good ideas and build things we can suffer setbacks as well and I'm going to speak from that place as someone who had built a big business had it wiped out overnight by google and eventually got back down to poverty level with uh, student loans that could choke a horse and all kinds of other debts that came from this overnight destruction of my business And I would go through every last bit of that again. I mean, I was homeless. I was living with my dad, and I had to put my children off with my sister so they could finish up their school year because there wasn't enough place for all of us to be together. So I know what it's like to be in that desperate place. And I know what it's like for your best friend to find out that you're sick and you got no food in the house and you don't have the money for your electric bill and to swoop in, show up, pay your electric bill, and bring in a bunch of food. And I will be forever grateful for my very good friend who did that for me. And I am very grateful that God lifted me out of that situation and that I was able to use my thinking, right thinking, to eventually get myself out of that. That experience has molded and shaped me into someone who is stronger and better. Suffering or pain or hardship, if you give people assistance here and there, but you don't enable them. If you allow them in a free society to pull themselves up by their bootstraps, sure, you can they can receive some charitable help like I did there. My church helped me out for a few months with food. I know what that's like and, to, and be very grateful, but here's the concept that you need to remember. is Gratitude is more intense the closer you are to the giver. I am very grateful for my best friend. I'm very grateful for the minister in my church who helped me out. I will sing those people's praises forever. But had I gone over here and gotten on government welfare, where's my gratitude? I probably wouldn't be as grateful. Who am I looking at? You know, every time I see those people, I think that person is my angel. I am very grateful and I pray blessings on their head. But who am I going to thank if the government did it? If the government stole the money from a whole bunch of people, Americans, and then gave it to me. Yeah, I might be grateful for a little while, but I'm not going to be grateful long term, probably. I'm going to become enabled by that and expect, well, where's my check? I want my check. My dad used to say, if you want to tick somebody off, send them a $50 check every week for no reason at all. Do it for several years. And then one day, just stop they're going to be mad. Where's my check? I was expecting that check. You've been giving me that check. Where's my check? There's ingratitude. This kind of socialistic redistribution of wealth breeds ingratitude for one thing. It also enables people where they don't want to rise above. Years ago, I was involved in a network marketing company and I had people signing up on my team and everything. And I don't know how many times, I would be talking to somebody, and I'd tell them what, what I was earning, what some of the people on my team were earning, I'm and I'd say, you know, I can't guarantee you're going to make this, but you can, it's possible, if you use the system that I'm going to show you. And they would say, oh, well, I don't want to make that much because I'm, I would have to go off my disability. So they're going to protect that thing that they can count on and not rise above. The beauty of my situation was, is nobody came to bail me out I knew I was in a free country and I could use my mind, my initiative, and I could get out of that. I had hope. I had hope because I was an American. Had I been in a socialist country, and socialism does breed equality, it breeds equality across the board in poverty and misery and the inability to rise above anything. You don't have any aspirations because nobody gets above. The only people who are really making the money are the ones in power eventually it looks all sexy and great in the beginning but eventually it robs from the masses and then you've got this oligarchy up top which is the same thing that these people are grappling about is that some people are really rich but if we look at all of us as Americans our poverty level is rich to people in another country we are all rich in this country And we are so ungrateful for it and willing to throw it away because we can't stand that there's some people up at the top who are making a lot of money. Who cares? Let them make the money. The rest of us are doing great. (laughs) We really are. We may think we're bad, but even in my homeless state, even when I couldn't be with my kids throughout the week, I was still rich. I was living with my dad and I had somewhere to be, okay? I had friends I could go stay with. A lot of us don't want to ask that. You know, we don't want to step outside of our comfort zone and ask for help, but we can, and there are people out there who probably would help you, but if you're too proud to ask anyone for help, and you'd rather have the government fix it for you, you're risking long-term enabling, where you cannot function on your own anymore. So we're enabling people. There is no way to get rid of all suffering and pain. It's the human experience. That's why we're here. We make people ungrateful. And we've robbed them of their growth experiences. And let me address this article one more time. It said, if you can't stand to see people have to get on GoFundMe and beg for their medical funds, and you can't stand for people to have huge student loans, and that just feels so wrong to you, then you might be a socialist. I think there's a fallacy here believing that those of us who want people to learn to stand on their own two feet and figure out, how to work their way out of hard challenges. is saying we are not compassionate or that we want people to suffer. And that is simply not true. We just have learned the priceless, priceless lessons of having overcome our own challenges. And we don't want to rob anybody of that. We really don't. And if you make people so incapable of getting out of their stuck places, you've basically enslaved them. And they're not going to have that joy and that sense of satisfaction and that sense of self-worth that comes from producing and rising above the challenges. It's not merciful to keep someone stuck. It's not. And it'd be better for them to be stuck with some mounting student loan debt, or even some medical debt. It would be better to have that or to have to ask for friends to, you know, help them out. Then they're going to be grateful to those friends that did. And those friends are going to get the opportunity to give. If you want to help somebody, give. Give of yourself reach out, encourage someone. If you haven't got money to give, then call them up and lift them up and help them feel better and encourage them in their hard times and be a shoulder for them to lean on. Brainstorm with them on how they might be able to get out of their situation. There are lots of ways that we can serve other people in this country without enslaving them and enabling them to be stuck. It is not benevolent to steal from someone else and then give it as a gift to someone else. That's not benevolence. Making the government go and redistribute wealth and give it to someone else, that's not benevolence. That's theft. You're just a thief is all you are. You've stolen something so you could look generous over here. That's not that's not generosity. It's just criminal theft. So if you want to help somebody, reach out and give of yourself. Don't give of what the government has collected from everyone else. It's easy to be generous with other people's money. That, that takes no self-sacrifice, nothing from within you. The things that we're talking about that are going to be robbed here if we transform America into socialism are things that are almost ethereal and unquantifiable at first. Self-worth, pride in having overcome your challenges, generosity, giving, gratitude, these things preserve a nation. They seem like nothing, maybe. They may seem like, oh, this suffering is so great, we must reappropriate and fix the suffering. But those things are priceless. And if we destroy those, we will go into captivity. We will destroy our nation. We will eventually look, we may not in the short term, but in the long term, we will look as poverty-stricken, and pitiful as the worst third world country, as the inner spaces of Cuba, if we allow ourselves to go down this road, because it's just, it's a road, like C.S. Lewis said, soft underfoot at first, and then it just, you're going to slide down it, and it is not going to a good place. It's deceptive. It's a lie, and it is destructive. Remember that, and let's hold on to the values that made America great.